0: May we stand? Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Thomas said, how do we know where you are going, Lord, and who will show us the way? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies and you anoint my head with all my cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me, they stumbled and they fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though shall rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing that I desire of the Lord that I will seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set my foot upon a rock. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon this earth. And though the skinworm shall destroy my body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold not another, though the rains be consumed within me. You shall guide me with your counsel, and afterwards receive me the glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? There is none on earth that I desire except you. My flesh and my heart shall fail me, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion ever. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now he is. That when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father has life in himself, so has he given to the Son to have life in himself, and have given authority to execute judgment, because he is the Son of God. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O grave, where is your victory? Sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord at this time. And I'm going to ask that before we have the reading of the Old Testament scripture and the New Testament scripture, that we could just bow our heads for... Uh, invocational prayer uh, let us bow our heads God we come and we thank you for this opportunity to gather in this space. We thank you, O oh God, and we pray that by the power and presence of your holy Spirit that you will be in this moment in every song that is rendered in every scripture that is read in every prayer that is invoked in every remark that is made god be present right now have your way oh god in this worshipful experience even though it may be a memorial service we're still here to honor and bless your name so god show yourself mighty and strong in the name of your son, Jesus the Christ, we pray. Let every heart that truly believes say amen. amen. I want you to do me a favor before we have uh, move on with this worship experience. If the Lord has blessed you through the life of Brother Philip Dunstan Sr., can you just put your hands together and give God the <laughs> praise? We know he will be missed here at the St. Paul Church. He was just a wonderful, wonderful soul, and we want to come, and we want to encourage this family as far as their loss is concerned. I want to, as we move forward with the worship experience, just kind of give some um, instructions real quick before we have the reading of the scripture. I've talked with Reverend uh, Philip Dunstan Jr. I'm going to ask that when it's time for him to come speak, that he will come to the pulpit. There will be a mic supplied for him. We're going to ask that those that are reading um, or making remarks, Uh, there will be mics over here. And we're going to ask that you would make your way. um, And our staff will make sure that you will have a sanitized mic from which to speak. And uh, we ask that you will govern yourselves accordingly. Uh, The program will proceed uh, as printed. Uh, This is a memorial service. And it's also a worshipful service. We are here to worship our God. Amen. And to give God the praise that God so richly and rightfully deserves for the life of our dearly departed brother. We want to give encouragement and uplift uh, to Sister Ida Dawson and to her children and grandchildren and other family members who have come from near and far uh, to celebrate and to lift up the life of our dearly departed brother. So at this time, I'm going to ask that um, Brother Emmanuel Dunstan, a grandson, and um, Roman Dunstan, the other grandson, if you would make your way to this mic, uh, check to make sure that the mic button is on. Just click it up, and you can share the reading of God's
1: Good morning church. Good morning, good morning. My name is Romney Denson. I am Paul's fourth grandchild. And today I will be reading from the New Testament, John 14, verses 1 through 6. Let not your heart be troubled in me, in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there you may be also and where I go you know and the way you know Thomas said to him Lord we do not know where you are going and how can we know the way Jesus said to I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through
2: Thank you, oh God, for this great memorial service for your great servants. God, we love you, we honor you, and we praise you. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: We want to thank our male ensemble for blessing us with that song. And of course, we are keenly aware that Brother Dunstan knew the Jesus to which they were blessing us with their gift of song about. And we want to thank God for them. We're going to have tributes at this particular moment. And the tributes will go as following: from the St. Paul Church. Deacon Reginald Ross will share. And then uh, friends of the family, Mr. Charles Hill and Miss Mary Toe. We'll share, and then we'll have a musical selection by Mr. Terry Oates. We're going to ask that if you will come to the mic, uh, to the stand that is to my right, your left, and uh, follow us in that order.
3: Good morning. Good morning. First, I give honor to God for allowing me this great opportunity uh, to speak about my friend and my brother Phil Dunston, to Dr. Scott, other ministers of the gospel, to the Dunston family, and especially to Miss Ida, the children, and the extended family. I bring you greetings on behalf of the St. Paul Baptist Church. And I am truly honored to have this opportunity to speak to you about Brother Phil, who I affectionately call Uncle Phil. And it really hit me, I was talking to Joe Jones when I walked in the door. Uh, The reality of losing our friend and brother who was Confident, a friend, uh, a committed brother to this church. I, I tell you what, if he could be here, he would be here. For everything that went on, that the men's choir was singing, whether it was our Sunday school class, he was always there. I originally met uh, Mr. Phil and Miss Adam when they joined our congregation several years ago. And they would sit in the rows behind us over on that side over there uh, with my wife Tina and I. We would always see them coming in. And one thing that I could always say, they were always clean. <laughs> <laughs> they were always clean. Every time they came in, you looked around and they would wave, you know, and just to let us know that they were there and they looked so good. And besides, I don't know if he pulled his clothes together if you laid them out for him. <laughs> but they were always together. He was always—I mean, everything—the tie, the suit, the shirt, the shoes—were always together. And you know, he joined the men's choir, and we could always count on him to be early to rehearsal. Now, you know, you'll have those that are coming in 10, 15 minutes late. He was always early. You could always count on him. Here. And you know, that's why my brother Darryl Flowers, who just led that selection, he captured a, a picture of Mr. Field in the shirts that we are wearing today. And uh, I took a copy over to Beside the other day, and I have another copy here that he made that I'm going to give to you, and also a copy of him with the men's choir. Because we loved him, you know. Um, if you speak to all the brothers who are part of the men's squad, they will let you know how much we loved him. And, you know, he was so uh, loving to all of us. Mr. Field also joined our men's Sunday school class. Uh, back at the time that they joined, it was a Sunday school class, night Sunday morning live. And one thing about Mr. Field, I would ask him to read a scripture or pray. And you could not rush Mr. Field. He was very deliberate when he read his scriptures. He was going to take his time no matter what. He would always read his scriptures so beautifully. And you know, then when he prayed, you could hear and feel God's presence in his prayers when he prayed unto God. And it, it would take me back to my days. I grew up in a small town in Georgia years ago. And um, remembering the, the saints who would pray and they get on their knees and call on the Lord, and Mr. Phil would do the same thing when he called on the Lord. You could feel the presence of the Lord. And you know, when the pandemic hit uh, last March, we moved to a virtual Sunday school class, and uh, Mr. Phil, as active as he was, he wanted to continue to be a part of the class. Now, he may not have been the best person with the technology, but Ms. Ottawa made sure He was signed on for our Sunday morning live class. And one thing about Mr. Field, if it wasn't right, he'd say, come back, because he wanted it to be right for him to be a part of our class. And he was a great contributor to our class. Now, he wasn't one that was every other minute that would say something, but when he said something, it was so profound. My final conversation with uh, Mr. Field was a few weeks ago. I had called Ms. Ida to check on him. And fortunately for me, she was at the hospital with him, and she put the phone up to his ear, and I told him I loved him, and I could hear him crying, and she pulled the, the phone away. But that will last with me forever, because it was so endearing. Um, and finally, two weeks ago, it was after service here, I called Miss Ida just to check on Mr. Field, Sunday afternoon, and I noticed she was a little hesitant in responding to me, and that's when she told me that Mr. Phil had passed the previous night. I will always remember Uncle Phil, and I am so grateful that our passed.
4: Phil and I go back many years. I was 19 years old when I joined St. Luke Missionary Baptist Church. And shortly after being a member there, I was put on the Junior Trustee Board. And after being on there a while, Brother Dunstan was on the uh, Trustee Board and throughout the years he and I worked on the trustee board. He was a leader and he was a God-fearing man about God's business with his house in order. He and I over the years St. Luke was a young church. We purchased the land on Norris Avenue, Roddy Avenue, that we was a part of before they built the church. And after building the church, Brother Dunstan was a singer, of course his whole family is a singer. We used to have concerts, raising money that purchased the land that we bought on Roddy and uh, Norris. He was a truly worker. Not only did we work together there, we was in the men's Sunday school class together. Not only did we not share there, he was on the choir and I went to the usher board. When we had the celebration of raising money for the church, He did some good singing and his family did. And I did some good ushering people in and taking their money. So that's how we raised the money to pay for the land that the church stand on this day. And not only that, Brother Dunstan and I had activities after the church work. We was good close friends. We would go out eat dinner Not only would we go out and eat dinner, we would hold strong conversations about how we could better help the church in raising money. Because back then, no one made very much money. Back in the 60s and 70s, we all was (laughs) poor. So we raised the money. But the church stands today from his work. Family, I know you're gonna miss it, because I'm gonna miss it. Brother Dunstan, John St. Paul, and I went to Greater Galilee. But we never lost contact with each other. By the phone, and we would often go out to eat. Now, every day hadn't been sweet with Brother Hill and Brother Dawson, but it wasn't nothing God didn't bring back together to keep us friends. I'm 79, and I was 19 when I went to St. Luke, so you do the math. We've been together all them years. The the longest split we've had was the year of COVID. From eating, but we kept on communicating by phone. He's a dear brother. I loved him. And when I look back, I thank God. I've lost two good brothers. Brother Joker and God and Brother Phil Dawson. Brother Dawson and I was like blood. He was a good guy. I learned a lot from him. He was old with wisdom. He will get you straight, but it would be with love. Lord knows I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss it. And I know my days ain't long. Because I see my friends before me leaving me. Now where am I? I got to go. Family, I know you're gonna I know you're gonna miss it. I know it. But just cherish them in your heart. Your husband, your, your father, your grandfather. Cherish. Him. Look back over the pictures. He was a strong man, a strong warrior. Strong, good, loving brother. And I just hope when the Lord called my name, I'll be able to see him again in that great getting up morning. Thank you, family.
5: God love you, and I
4: love you.
6: to Reverend Dr. Scott any other clergy here assembled and to this precious, precious Dunstan family. I, I was so honored when I was asked to share some words of reflections. And if truth be told, my 93-year-old father was asked to share some words and reflections, but he's yet watching about six hours away in Eastern North Carolina, and he sends his love to each and every one of you. So I'm gonna try to do Um, probably won't do as well as he would have done, but I'm gonna try to give just a little bit of reflection. We just counted a blessing to have even been asked to be a part of this precious memorial celebration for Papa Dunstan. In preparing, there were so many stories that kept coming to my mind, so many thoughts, so many reflections. There was Papa Dunstan who, when I was building my house and it was under construction, you know, my dad was hours away and I wanted somebody to just look at it with me, does it look right? He would go and talk about two-by-fours and wiring size and all this stuff, and I was like, I'm glad he's paying attention, so just it gave me comfort. Then he would call sometimes, you know, I was over in that way, and I went by the house. You got walls going up, and you got framing going up. He was paying attention to what was happening for me. Then there was the day that his daughter and son-in-law here got married. The ceremony ended, people were departing, going to reception, and I saw Papa Dunstan coming at me like this, arms wide open, eyes, little tears there. And he grabbed me and picked me up, and swung me all the way around, my feet left the floor. I don't know that I've ever told him that. But he said, thank you, thank you, thank you for giving such a precious day to my daughter because it was important for him. We had talked about it before the wedding. It was important for him that Dion and Aaron have a special day. Then there was the day that Mama Dunstan and Papa Dunstan went to Plymouth um, and my mother had just been placed in a nursing home. And I remember the date because it was my father's birthday, but December 20th, 2013, she'd been a nursing home for about a month. I'm at work and get this call, Mama Dunstan, where, where are your mom and daddy? I'm at th- their front door. And I said, you're where? Now what they didn't know, it was my dad's birthday, and I'm here at work trying to finish up school to get home for the holidays, and I did, these tears just started because I knew that it was a different day for him, where she was, and him being at home. So Mom and Papa Dunstan just embraced us as family and brought us in, so just as I said, so many stories. But I wanna quickly share one that I think a couple of people in here might be able to relate to, and this is a story about the chair if you've ever been to the Dunstans' house you know every family has their way of doing things how you navigate the household or whatever there's papa Dunstan's big comfy recliner the big chair is is arguably the best seat in the house and i think even today people are not and i think some of us would still say that well as i was spending time at the house for different occasions we were planning the wedding doing different things one of the things that I came to understand was the significance of Papa Dunstan's chair. And it was probably Dion and Trent in particular who helped me understand it the best. Anybody could be sitting in that chair, but if his truck pulled up in the yard, if his hand hit that doorknob, whoever was not in the chair was saying, Daddy's home, Daddy's home. I think Trent even looked at me one time like, I hope you had a good time in that chair, because he's pointing. That was Papa Dunstan's chair. And here's the thing, I'd never known him to ask anybody to get up out of the chair, maybe because we got up before he came to the room, but I can only imagine that maybe even some of the grandchildren when they were little might curl up and go to sleep. I can even hear him saying, don't bother him, let them stay right there, let him sleep. He'd never asked anybody to get up. But his children, here's what was important for me, it was a message about honor. It wasn't really about the chair when they were saying daddy's home, it was about honor. Papa Dunstan's children, his family, his goddaughter here, we all had a deep appreciation for his work ethic, for his sacrifice, for his resilience, for his provision, for his care for his family, for his love for people, for God's people. We all had an appreciation for that. And moving forward for me, these are qualities that I'm gonna carry with me when I think about what this man embodied as a father, and most importantly, as a man of God. Papa Dunstan has gone on from labor to reward, and if we do believe God's word, and I do, and I know there are some in here who believe with me, our savior has told us, we've heard it read when we walked in, one of the grandsons read it, Jesus went to prepare a place for us. And if we live like we ought to, we'll get our mansion too, but Papa Dunstan, I can only imagine the mansion that, about you, that he's sitting in right now. And when I think about the chair that God might have crafted, whew, especially for Papa Dunstan, he's got a seat of honor and glory. And I'm excited about that. So to this Dunstan family, I love you. On behalf of my father and my brothers and me, we love you. We're praying for you. We're here for you. You all, I'd say, you all have my number. You know how to use it, and you've used it, and I appreciate it. And especially to Brother Trent, I'm going to say to you from here on out, if I'm ever at the house and I dare sit in that chair, if I hear your truck pull up, I'm deferring to you. You get the seat this time. I love you. God bless you.
4: What is there
7: left to say? I called him Pop. And I love Pop very much. Give an honor to my mama, mother Dunstan, my brother Philip Dunstan, my brother Trent Dunstan, and my baby sister Dion, who I love so much. Trent called me, I think it was Tuesday. And something was different about his voice. I mean, we're that close. When Philip and I was in school, we were that close, but now he's in Atlanta, so we're sort of like that close. <laughs> but Trent and I bond is like this. It's so close that my kids, well, my wife is here, our kids are grown and married and they called him Uncle Trey. But he called and I noticed something was different about his voice. And he said, T, Dad is gone. What do you mean Dad is gone? Jesus. He told me the story. But you know what? I didn't get sad or nothing because I knew his relationship with God. I knew what it was like. I know I'm supposed to be up here singing, but I just had to say a few words because my name ain't down for no tribute. If you're from St. Luke, you know what I'm about. I know some of y'all here, yeah, I'm long-winded. But I just had to say something about pop. You think Denzel is cool. No. Pop Dunst is cool. Oh my God. And I was just sharing with Trent. I loved his smile. There was something about his smile. And his singing. Oh my God. I noticed on the program they have three songs that were his favorites. And the thing about it. That I love when I saw this. They're my favorites to sing too. I remember how Pop used to sing that. I'm so glad trouble don't last always. me a seat, give me a seat. Come, let us reason together. God is telling you, come on. You can't hide nothing from me. I already know what you've done. Let the past be the past. Come to me. Confess it. I'll forgive you for it. Go on and sin no more. Don't let the devil hold you back God don't love you, he know what you've done Yeah, he know it He would say come Let us reason Together Oh, I already know What you've done But listen There's a message I've got to tell you, it's alright, you can come on home, that's enough of that one, hallelujah, take me to A flat, anybody been redeemed in here, come on, anybody been redeemed in here, you've been bought with a price, and you know Jesus has changed your life, hallelujah, I would say this I am redeemed. Oh, I've been bought with a price, Jesus. You know what has changed my. I just had to give pop that tribute that ain't what I come to sing now y'all bear with me <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and sing just a little bit of this song and I'm gonna get on out of the way but I had to say what I had to say is that alright Alright. family yes pop's gone but keep him in your heart mama you know how much he love you philip you know how much he love you trent you know how much he love you dion you know how much he love you but you know what god is still good Ain't he he good? This song just says this. And I'm going to be out the way. Lord, you are good. You've been so good. Lord, you are good. You've been better than good. I can't praise you enough. I owe you my life, I can't praise you enough, even if I tried cause you been so good, yes Lord you been. good you've been better than good i can't praise you enough i owe you my life i can't praise you enough even if i tried to cause you be doors you've opened so many ways you've made so many times you've healed me I just want to say thank you Lord so many doors you've opened so many ways you've made so many times you've healed me you've been better than good to me To me, so many doors you've opened, so many ways you've made, so many times you've healed me. You've been better than good to me, you've been.
0: know that the family is greatly appreciative of the tributes that have been so wonderfully shared and we thank God for each and every word that has been spoken about the life and the love and the legacy of brother Dunstan we will continue continue in those celebration tributes as far as the family is concerned and so at this particular moment we're gonna ask that mr. Coy Dunstan brother would come And then representing the grandchildren is Ariana Bell. And then we'll ask that uh, Reverend Dr. Philip Dunstan Jr. will come to the pulpit. There will be a mic waiting for you up here for you to speak.
8: Uh, Hello, hello, God. Good afternoon, Uh, good to be here to see this uh, magnificent celebration of my brother. I don't know what else to say other than thank God. I appreciate uh, all the things that I've seen today and all the people that are here, it's humbling to me. And I pray that, uh, uh, what they say, uh, your gift will always make room for you. And I see Philip had his gift and he made plenty of room for him. (laughs) But my name is Coyd Nostan, I'm uh, I'm the oldest sibling now. Uh, About a month ago, um, my sister passed in Atlanta my siblings my three siblings my sister gloria and my brother earl uh we all met up at atlanta and decided to you know pay tribute to my sister and we rode back up through charlotte to see my brother and that was probably the best decision we made in our life because that's the last time we saw him alive and he was up and coming i thought and he was hailing, and i just wanted to Thank God for the opportunity to come through and pay his pay tribute to him while he was alive. So uh, I see the family here, his family family's gracious family. Got all these preachers and teachers, and and uh, it's good to see you all. Haven't seen you in a while. Uh, but on the on the other side of the uh, Philip, uh, we grew up on a farm. We were, you know, sharecroppers, and. Uh, my dad didn't play, uh, and he raised us with a firm hand, so a lot of what you see from Philip and from his family and his siblings comes from my dad, uh, Woodrow Dunstan. Uh, he passed a while back, but uh, he was well loved also he, his, his gift made room for him and and he he was celebrated uh, when he passed uh, but uh, we are here because of him and we have achieved and done what we have done because of how we were raised, and I wish today that we could raise our children the way we were raised. It uh-huh. didn't hurt us none, uh, but now. We, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, again, I want to thank the church and the people in the church and the pastor and all of those that have made this day possible. And uh, it's been very humbling to see all the things that. Philip accomplished in his life, and yes, he could sing. He was a singer. His whole family could sing. But uh, uh, it's been a pleasure to be here, and I thank you all for all that you've done, and we pray that uh, you continue to
9: uh,
8: work in the arms of the Lord and and keep strong and keep the faith and do that you know which is right. All right, all these things I ask in the name of your son Jesus, amen.
5: hello everyone thank you for joining us here in celebration of Philip McCoy Dunstan senior many of you know him as Phil but I know him as Papa there are many memories I could share with you today one in particular was the first time Papa encouraged me to pray it was dinner time and I was to bless the food dear Lord Thank you for this day. Thank you for this family. Please do not let Papa eat all the banana pudding. In Jesus name, amen. If you can't tell, I found out very early that Papa loved his banana pudding. But don't worry, after my little prayer and brief tipper tantrum, Papa fixed me a bowl of banana pudding He fixed himself a bowl, and we sat at the kitchen table, and we ate together. You see, Papa was an extraordinary man, not only because he had the direct TV sports package and could watch eight different sports channels all at once, but because he loved God. He loved my Nana. He loved his family, especially his grandchildren. Cousin Kia, Despite our age difference, Papa always reminded everyone who the first grandkid is. EJ, he took you to a Hornets game, and he told you that if you worked hard enough, he believed one day you could be on that court. Corey, I can count on one hand the number of football games he missed. No matter the time, no matter the temperature, he was always there cheering you on. Simeon, Papa tried his very best to keep up in conversation whenever you talked about your newest video games and the different levels. I remember one time Papa and I were watching the news and I was disagreeing with this politician and Papa looked at me and said, that guy better watch out because you could take his job. I said, you think so, Papa? He said, I know so. But be careful, those people are crazy. (laughs) When nobody else believed in us, Papa believed in us. When nobody else supported us, Papa supported us. When nobody else had our backs, Papa had our backs. With Papa, I could tell him anything. And I could listen to him talk about everything, although he didn't talk much, but when he did, he inspired us to be the very best versions of ourselves, no matter what we did academics, athletics, the arts that we do it and that we kick butt doing it. So Papa, on your homegoing day, we pledged to do exactly what you dared and declared we would, that we would go out into the world and fight, defy the odds and when. I love you, Papa, more than words can say.
0: As Dr. Dunstan come, um, before he comes to share uh, remarks, um, Brother Philip Dunstan was a churchman, and I know that there may be um, Some clergy that are here from near and far, and I'm going to ask that all the clergy that are here, would you please stand? Uh, All the clergy. I see Bishop Bale, amen, and others that are here. We thank God for your presence, and I know the family greatly appreciate your being here. Uh, At this time, uh, Reverend Dr. Philip Dunstan Jr. will come and bless us with his tribute. Thank you.
9: Thank you, Pastor Scott. The very first thing that, that my father would have me to do would be to say thank you. He taught us that. That any time someone does something nice for you, you tell them thank you. So we will certainly want to thank all of you for sharing this time with us. As we honor the life of my daddy. I want to thank Pastor Scott and the St. Paul family for nurturing them in such a great way. We appreciate that too. Our first spiritual father, Dr. L.D. Parker. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. He's smiling down on us right now. We thank God for him and and the St. Luke family. Daddy taught us so much. To my family, my spirit family, Friendship and Applin, I see many of them here today. We certainly praise God for you. Daddy taught us so much. He taught us so much. He taught us how to be strong. How to be good men and women. How to love God. How to appreciate others. He taught us so much, how to be grateful, how to love each other. But if I had to put it all, the one thing that he taught us, he taught us that the Dunstan name, it meant something. it meant something the Dunstan name it meant something about it. there is power in that name god bless you thank you so much
10: They say this mountain can't be moved. They say these chains will never break. But they don't know you like we do. There is power in your name. We've heard that there is no way through. the tide will never change. They haven't seen what you can do. There is power in your name. So much power
8: A child, right? And he see you trying to do right. He's gonna follow whatever you do, and he's gonna be, he's gonna talk whatever you talk. You know, that's the way kids do.
10: and commanded it to move you
0: This time, we're gonna have the final tribute, video tribute by uh, Brother Trent Dunstan. And while they are bringing that up, I just want to uh, thank all of St. Paul um, Men Ensemble. This is just a small portion of our male course. Um, and due to the protocols, because of COVID-19 and this Delta variant, I know that if we weren't dealing with this, this church would be packed because of the life, the love, and the legacy of Brother Philip Dunstan. And so we thank God for each and every one of you who've made your way out. But I want to thank our men ensemble for blessing us. Our music ministry, let's give God praise for them. Our media ministry, our ushers for Uh, being so gracious and uh, doing all that they could to make sure you're comfortable. Thank you to our Usher ministry, our media ministry. Thank you so very much. And um, are they ready with the tribute? Not yet? They ready now? All right. The final tribute.
11: Hello, family and friends. My name is Trent Dunstan, son of Philip Dunstan, and I am charged with giving the tribute to my dad. First of all, I count it a privilege and honor to be able to tell you about my superhero. My dad, Superman, married my mom, Wonder Woman, and it was a match made in heaven. My dad loves his family, to his siblings, Every time my dad and I began to speak and the conversation went to his family, it, was all, it always brought him great joy when he, when he talked about his brothers and his sisters. We had some good times and we laughed a lot. And I just want you to know how much my dad loves you. He also loved his parents in a very special, real way. I remember doing my, I believe it was my grandfather's funeral, and my dad was giving remarks. And it was the first time I had heard his voice crack. And I remember looking up and saying, "Superman, did your voice crack? And I just lost it. And I remember years later, he told me, Trent, I think about my parents every day. And now I know exactly what he means. To his immediate and extended family, daddy loves you so much. He loves mom and he loved us, his children. He was so proud and he loved to talk to and about us every time he got a chance. For those of you that know my dad who know my Superman, you know he was a strict disciplinary and he did not hesitate to spare that rod. <laughs> he taught us the value of hard work and good work ethic. There were summers when he and Mom would drop us off at my grandmother's, his his parents' home, and you know it was it was it was kind of strange because when they would leave, and I would wonder why why they leaving why they leaving us. And I remember one morning it was about four o'clock in the morning, and I felt the light come on in the room. In the room, and I heard my granddaddy say, "Okay." Time to get ready time to get up we, we, we gotta go and i looked at my brother i looked outside and it was still dark I, I thought i was dreaming and he said no it's, it's time to get ready to go and we went to the tobacco field and when i tell you that was some of the hardest work that i had ever done in my life but it opened up a brand new door for me to find out how Hard. That's where my dad got his work ethic from. That's where he got that hard work from. I knew that there was nobody my age working as hard as me, but I didn't understand why until that moment. That was that was something. And I remember when they came and picked us up and we got home and I told I told my father about that. He laughed until he cried. I also remember my dad used to smoke a lot. He smoked a lot. And we were going somewhere when even whole family and this is many years ago um, when i was very little and i remember climbing between the seats and i looked at dad and i said dad why do you smoke he looked at me with this look and he didn't say anything so i continued i said dad i don't want anything to happen to you can you stop smoking and when i tell you from that day to this day my dad has never smoked another cigarette that's how determined he was. My mind takes me back to when I was learning how to play. And when I tell you I was awful, oh my gosh, I was, I was awful. But that didn't stop me from practicing. I practiced a lot, even though I didn't sound really good. And there were times when he would go upstairs and close his door. And then there were other times when he went upstairs and slammed his door. And but one thing he never did, He never said, stop, boy, get off that piano. You sound a mess. He never said anything like that because he knew that music was my passion. He just let me go ahead and sound crazy like I did. And he supported me every step of the way. I am very proud to say that my mother and my father, when I was the minister of music, they were in my choir. Not a lot of my friends could say that they had their parents in their choir. I always, always took pride in that. And I remember one night, we were in in choir rehearsal, and the choir was struggling. They were struggling. They sounded bad. And I was letting them know just how much they were struggling. And somebody leaned over to my father and said, are you going to let him speak to us like that? My dad's response was, at church, in choir rehearsal, he's the boss. And then he looked and said, at church. (laughs) But that let me know, you just don't know what that did for me. He had that much belief in me as a musician. I saw my dad's relationship with his father grow exponentially when my grandfather had began to start ailing, start feeling uh, bad. And my dad would drive up there every weekend without fail, every weekend. And they would work, 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 because that's how my grandfather knew how to do as well. And my dad would come home and tell me everything that they did. And by me being up there during my younger years, I, I knew what he was talking about and how hard it was. And he would tell me everything they did and how much they had accomplished. And he was so proud. He was so proud. And, and i thought about that i said wow dad goes up there every week every week <clears throat> i said wow i'm sure that was a, a a great experience well as i mentioned before my dad was in it was in my choir so he was the same my like, daddy daddy the same Dad, the saying and one night mom and i were you know in his room and Out of nowhere, I mean out of nowhere, we were talking about something else. And my dad just had this look in his face, and he looked up and he said, I will be with you. I
10: looked. I will be with you.
11: And I looked at my mom, and she looked at me, and we looked at him, and he god started speaking daddy had a whole different i've never seen this look in his eye before
12: if you will
11: lonely, trust me <laughs> mom and i just joined in it was so powerful i will never ever forget that moment trust me when you raise
8: the child right and he see you trying to do right, he's going to follow whatever you do. And he's going to be, he's going to talk whatever you talk, you know, that's the way kids do. But
11: I'm proud of him. I did proud of him. Dad and I were, we were at home one day and I got out in the backyard and this is, I, this is before the surgery and He began to be in real pain. And I could tell. And uh, we were walking in the house from the backyard. And I could tell he he needed to stop. But he didn't want to say anything. And I looked at Dad. I said, listen, stop right here. Look at me. I need to tell you something. I said, Daddy, you have been and will always be the strongest man that I know. You will always be my superhero always you don't ever have to worry about that and whatever you need i got you just let me know and at that moment i could sense i could feel something break the way he looked at me and he smiled and we hugged and, and i knew that he knew it's okay it's all right you need help brother i will always be here mom and i Spent a lot of time with Dad. I was blessed to have a job while we're off in the summer, so Mom and I would go over there every day. Sometimes I would be there with Mom. Sometimes she wouldn't be there. And me and Dad talked and talked and laughed. We had some really good times, and it hit me. Now I know why Dad went to his father's house every week. Those are times that I'll cherish for the rest of my life, just being there on my day. In closing, as you can hear, and I'm sure you've heard before uh, earlier today, I am very blessed to be in a very close-knit and loving family, and that may not be your story. And if that's not your story, I think my dad and I would like for you to know and for you to take every opportunity now to make that your story. God is waiting to guide you into making that a reality. Do it now while you still have time. Remember, like my dad said, just trust him. Just trust him. I received a call about 1.45, quarter to 2, August 8th, Sunday morning. And I remember the young lady telling me about my dad. I could tell where she was talking, where the conversation was going. So I remember walking around in circles while she was speaking, and I was hoping that the conversation was getting ready to go another way. But it didn't. I remember sitting down and my thoughts, my first thought, which is now a lasting thought, came to my mind and it said, wow, Trent, you no longer have a dad, but you still have a father. So my ending and closing remark to you is you still have a father and you still have time, if that's not your story, to get it right. There's a lot of things that can happen in life but at the end of the day family is all we have God bless you thank you so much
0: what a fitting tribute what a wonderful adjournment. To uh, Sister Ida Dunstan, we hope and pray that you have been pleased with the things that have been said and done. Um, And we hope that you feel not only the love from your immediate family, but from your St. Paul family as well you have a lot of sisters that are here as far as the missionary circle is concerned i'm going to ask that all of those who are part of the missionary here at the saint paul church would you please stand to show sister ida your support would you please stand amen thank you all so so very very much for your presence in the house um to uh, philip and dion and trent Um, take care of your mama. Um, Someone once said that you really become grown when you lose both parents. You still have one left. Don't get too grown too quick. There's a story in I believe it's 1 Samuel chapter 20 where David is on the run. And there's a meal that's supposed to be taking place at Saul's house. And David, of course, has gotten wind that Saul is out to get him. And he and Jonathan had a wonderful relationship. And um, they came up with a plan that if it was all right to come to the house, that they would shoot three arrows. If it landed in front of the rock, you were all right. If it went beyond the rock, keep on going. But the words that Jonathan said to David reminds me of that chair my sister. And these were the words he said, and I leave this with you. You will be missed because your seat will be empty. Brother Dunstan will be missed because his seat at home and his seat here at the church will be empty. But he has taken another seat in the great beyond. At this time, we're gonna ask that our funeral directors will come. I'm going to ask that if we could get those who are able, particularly our sisters, if you would help us with the flowers, if you would come down to my left, your right, we're gonna ask that Everyone, with the exception of the family, if you would stand as we escort them out. Then, if you would, once they have been escorted out, follow the directions of the ushers as they will lead you out as we observe the protocols to maintain physical distancing. Those that are helping with flowers, would you come down at this time? Let's bow our heads for a closing prayer. God, we thank you for what has been said and what has been done in this space. Thank you for the life, the legacy, the love, and the light of Brother Philip Dunstan Sr. And God, we pray that this family has been enriched and encouraged during this time. Now, God, as we leave from this place, but never from your presence, keep them in your sovereign care, bringing them together in strength, love, and unity that one cannot fall without the other. Help them to realize, oh God, as they lean and depend upon each other, that ultimately they lean and depend upon you. It is in the name of your son, our savior, the one who has conquered sin, death, and the grave, Jesus the Christ we pray, amen. Brothers, give us that song going up yonder. The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me, they stumbled and they fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing I desire the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. All the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set my foot upon a rock. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And where I am, there you may be also. Thomas said, how do we know where you're going? And who shall show us the way? Jesus says, I am the way. The truth and the life. No man, no woman, no boy, no girl can come to the Father except by me. For I know that my Redeemer lives and that he shall stand at the latter day upon this earth. And though the skinworms shall destroy my body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. Whom I shall see for myself and my eyes shall behold not another. Though the rains be consumed, within me.